All right, we're going live. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's working. Yes. Hello, TFWR. What's up, man? Um, obviously, uh, Jake Campbell is must be a coaching legend because I've been getting lit up ever since we knew he was coming on. So that's an awesome thing. We've got him here. He's the Tampa Prep assistant coach. He's also the head coach at the – is it called the Tampa Bay Brawlers? Yep, Tampa Bay Brawlers. Yes, sir. He's coached uh, <clears throat> over 25 state finalists, 15 state champions. I'm going off the top of my head here, guys, so correct me if I'm wrong. Four-time Fargo champ uh, that he's coached and uh, numerous of other things. He's been to Disney. He's done all that. Um, he's a great coach in our sport, a great club in our state, and um, – He's here, man. He wants to talk a little bit about uh, the importance of allowing Florida schools to travel. And obviously that is a hot topic right now with uh, teams deciding to go other, other ways so they can uh, not be restricted. So uh, he wants to touch, he's gonna touch on the importance of traveling out of state when able and seeking the best competition, growing Florida wrestling, and you know, just establish great relationships within the sport. So. Here we are, and uh, we are live with Coach Campbell. How are you, sir? How is everything? Doing good. I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me on. I appreciate all the stuff you're doing, man. This is uh, this is good stuff. Having uh, giving us some wrestling content when we we're not getting a whole lot of it, so uh, no, it's it's good stuff. I I try to uh, as much as I can. Uh, to try to catch in and, and listen to just about everybody. So now you're doing a, doing awesome, man. I, I, I know I appreciate it. I'm sure uh, tons of others do as well. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell people that, um, you know, I was in, uh, I don't know, I, I was in the car business 20 years and I always kind of wanted to do a, a platform there when social media was picking up and I just never had the time. And then I got into real estate over the last couple of years and I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and never did it. And then I got locked up. Not locked up in jail, guys, <laughs> just in my house. And uh, I said, you know what? I, I was watching some wrestling stuff, and I said, I want to start a little show. I started doing some real estate stuff. I got a hold of uh, NATO for my first show. And then uh, Ricky said, why don't you do it in the wrestling room? I said, okay. And I really just wanted to make it a place where I'm not a – every show I watch is a prior wrestler that has the show is a prior athlete that has the show, you know, pro athlete or, or somebody that has a horse in the race or somebody with an agenda or, or whatever. And, and yeah, I think I have an agenda and that's just to make people get to meet how many amazing people have been created through the wrestling community. And, and I, you know, I've been blessed to, yeah, it's great to get, you know, Yanni on or, or whatever, Sean Spencer Lee, whatever big names, um, you know, strip mat or whatever, but it's also great to, to get everyone else on all the local coaches, all the local wrestlers. A big thing is the colleges around the country, you know, with the NAIAs and the clubs, people don't get to meet those coaches. So I just kind of said, man, it's, it's been a great life for me over the last couple of years to get to, to be in this family. And, and here we go. And then the wrestling community has just, I, I can't explain it. I mean, I get text messages and, and private messages and it's insane how many people reach out and they're like hey contact uh this guy he'd be great we want to hear from this guy and 
they're giving me a cell phone numbers and everything. So I'm like, man, it's been just awesome. So I'm glad that people are enjoying it and listening to it. And, and uh, I hope they enjoy a, you know, a, a perspective from someone who is, is just a fan and a parent learning from you guys. Hey man, that's what it's all about. I mean, I, you, most of the guys you have on here just are, are just huge wrestling, wrestling fans and junkies, man. So it's, uh, I, I that's, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I'm just, I'm a huge fan. I'm a, you're, you're being a sponge, just learning it. Cause you're, you know, you got involved cause your son's involved and, and just trying to learn as much. And almost every good coach would, would probably tell you that that's the same thing we do. We just try to, uh, you know, learn as much as we possibly can because it only helps you. So. It's been awesome. So first, before we get into all that other stuff, I'm guessing the brawlers haven't been open. I'm guessing prep's been closed. Uh, I'm guessing you've been having your kids jump on some virtual stuff, maybe with you or maybe with Connor Beebe with the, the, I know there's a wrestling room that Shane McCall had sent me that's doing some live stuff as well. Yeah. I, I mean, we're like everybody else, you know, we're, we're kind of taking this a day at a time. Um, I know with, uh, I, I'm very fortunate to, to coach with Andy Bricker, who is about as detailed as they come uh, when it comes to plans and stuff. So he, I know he has, he's got workouts pretty much um, through the summer because we don't know how long this is going to last, uh, but uh, that he has sent out to our kids uh, at Tampa Prep and, and some that I've been in contact with uh, through the club. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, and then I have kids that, you know, work with me, work with Dee Dee, uh, you know, they're, they're on that stuff too. And so and that's the biggest thing is just, you know, we're all just trying to figure things out. And what I tell our guys is, you know, the, the biggest thing you do is just, you know, take care of school first as we wrap up the, the school year. And then, uh, you know, you can always get a run in, you can always do push-ups, you can always do sit-ups. Those are things you don't need any equipment, equipment to, to, to at least get some work in and, uh, and, you know, just, just try to stay in as best shape as you possibly can. That's awesome. And um, first of all, where did you wrestle? So, so let's, um, I'm from Ocala. Ocala. I'm a Florida boy. I'm a Florida, Florida born and raised. And so uh, I grew up in Ocala, wrestled at Westport. I didn't have the, I didn't have the wrestling career that I wanted nor thought I would have. Um, you know, I beat, a, I beat some good kids, things like that. But uh, I, I didn't go to college to wrestle. Um, I was very fortunate. You know, I just had some things I went through as, as, a, as a wrestler that you look back and you're, you kind of why me it, uh, or you, as you're going through it, you kind of why me it. But uh, I was very fortunate that my head coach, um, after I got done wrestling my senior year of high school, was just, he thought I had more to give to the sport. And so as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, uh, which my old coach was Brian Newbold, who, you know, is from Ocala and wrestled at UNC Pembroke. Uh, he just, he's like, you have, like, you're not done with the sport yet. I know you, cause I kind of hated wrestling. I was one of those that, you know, you've had Kevin Nordstrom's and some of these guys on who are good friends of mine. Um, they, everyone, I think, you know, you might go through a period where, especially if you think things didn't work out the way you thought, uh, they were going to or pan out. And, um, and my coach was just kind of put his arm around me like, Hey, you need to get back in the room. And, you know, I, he, he thought I would be a good coach. Um, at 18, I didn't, I honestly didn't think I'd still be doing it at 33. I kind of didn't know. It was just kind of something to 
hang around in the wrestling room. I enjoyed being there when I was the wrestler myself. And then lo and behold, you know, fast forward uh, 15 years later, uh, I took a little bit of hiatus when I moved to Tampa like a year. And I was just to finish school and to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I helped start the program at Strawberry Crest uh, for, for a couple years and then went to Armwood. I mean, I had full attentions when I graduated uh, uh, college to be a teacher. And I was a teacher for a little bit. And then I kind of wanted to make more money. And I was one of those that got into teaching so I could coach. And then when I realized, hey, I could, uh, I could still coach and, and make a little extra money, um, doing something else instead of teaching, uh, I did, you know, and, uh, oh, and then awesome. that, yeah. And so that's kind of how that happened. And so now you got, and then you got the brawlers, right? So you're over there <clears throat> and, um, Tampa wrestling, man, uh, not just Tampa, but from Naples to what North of you has just seemed to, to blossom. I mean, I've had several of, uh, of the schools and the clubs and everything on, and, uh, it's been awesome. So, uh, one thing I wanted to, uh, Shane McCall uh, sent a couple questions that he wanted me to ask. So you ready? Go for it. First one is, uh, what advice do you have for parents about proper etiquette to be part of the process of building up Florida wrestling? The main thing I tell, I mean, obviously being at, at Tampa Prep and, and running the club the way I have, we get um, what you would call, you know, wrestling parents. And so, uh, Listen, the only thing I can tell you, and, it, and it's hard, especially if you were the parent that coached your kid, uh, you know, maybe since he was five years old, and then all of a sudden he's hitting that seventh, eighth grade where you're about to let go of the reins a little bit and, and step back. And I always tell all of our parents, you know, just be a parent, just be a parent. If you're, if you're at a place routinely, right, whether it's my club, whether it's CFWA, where it's Danny Walker, at Lake Gibson or Jim Bird at Osceola or Vic Bomacita and Duck down in South Dade. Obviously you trust those guys. So just be a parent, you know, be a parent, um, support your kid because we all know that, you know, this, this sport though great has a brutal aspect to it as well, where kids get their hearts broken and things like that. And, and just be the best parent you can possibly be, you know, support them. Um, what I told, you know, and I was just having a conversation with our parents a, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about grades and things like that with one of our guys. And, and I just told him, I was like, listen, you, we're all in this together, you know, so let, a, let, let me do my job. Um, let us do our job and we're all in it together. We all need to communicate a lot, you know, and, and it takes a village. It takes a village to, to turn, you know, great kids into, into great adults. And, and that's, that's always been my goal. You can ask any parent that's probably walked in our room. They've heard me say it, you know, I think the wrestling's going to take care of itself. Um, if, if you're, you know, I'm always confident in what we're doing, you know, and I always feel the wrestling's going to take care of itself in our room. But my goal is for you to be the best student you could be, the best brother, son, friend, and that's the stuff that matters. And then the wrestling's just the icing on the cake. Yeah, the extra stuff. So, and then the other one is, uh, what are the academic benefits of being at a prep school? Oh, man, so I, I figured this would come up at some point, right? Because we always get the uh, uh, prep schools, this, that. Listen, I'm a public school kid, you know, and I, I started my coaching career at a public school. Um, the, only, the only thing I, 
you know, I'll just speak from, from our behalf. It doesn't mean you can't accomplish what you want to accomplish anywhere else. And I don't want to get in trouble for recruiting or anything like that. So I just have to be careful. Um, but the best thing about what we offer and, you know, is just the small class size, you know, when you can be in a class size of 15, 16 kids, um, I, I know as a soon to be first parent, you know, I'm having my first kid in July, that that's, that's something that's going to be important to me, to my wife and I, um, and we're both public school kids, but I always think, you know, and it doesn't mean there's great public school, especially in Tampa. We have great public schools. Strawberry Crest is a great public school. Plant High School is a great public school. Um, you know, there's uh, areas throughout the entire state that just have some great public school education, but I always feel, you know, if, if given options, you know, and if you can, if, option A checks every one of your boxes and it happens to be a private school and you can do it, then why wouldn't you try to give your kid the best, the best option? That's just how I look at it. I mean, if you have a multiple choice and you're weighing out pros and cons of everything, uh, that's the idea. I mean, you know, I know at Tampa Prep, you know, it, it prepares you for college. That's, that's the whole point. That's why we've had kids get full academic rides and go Ivy League and things like that. And again, it doesn't mean you can't do that at a public school. Um, we just, we take a lot of pride in the academic side where we're at. That's awesome. So um, here's another question, not from Shane. This is just a, you know, people send in questions. Um, with the restrictions that have come down the pipe with FHA on traveling, um, obviously causing some things that just came public, um, Talk on how that is going to affect schools growing and the sport growing in, in not allowing, I'm not familiar 100% with the rules, you'll talk on it, but I know that it's restricting the FHSAA schools to be able to, to grow and, and, and be out of state. Am I correct in that? Yeah, so, so basically what, you know, if, so they give people a little, uh, you know, I guess, background, right? So you, you have to get a waiver to go out of state, right? That's really what it comes down to. You got you to get a waiver. Um, typically, they allow, if you're nationally ranked like Lake Highland has been, you know, that waiver, you, you can go to multiple, you know, you'll see them at Ironman and multiple tournaments throughout the year. Um, you know, what we've been told, because there have been complaints of, of other schools and, and things like that, that the FHSA was, possibly going to only limit to one out-of-state tournament outside of, you know, you, we could, you could include like a border state, which is going to Georgia, Alabama, if, if they have a tournament that, that'll let you get, let you in. Um, and so that's the thing, you know, so it's going to cause hopefully, you know, us to be a little more strategic, but it's just unfortunate. Um, I always feel like, you know, every time we take a couple step forward, um, we, we find a way to take a step back too. You know, we're taking some steps forward, some strides forward with girls wrestling, getting sanctioned and stuff like that. And then, you know, if you have kids where, you know, you can take them out of state and you can afford to do it. And this isn't a private school thing either. You know, I'm at Ironman last year, Palmetto Ridge is there, Lake Gibson's there. Yeah, and, and I, I wanted, to, I wanted to, to touch on that because forget what Lake Highland Prep is doing. Forget it, they got that, they, they're doing whatever they want to do and good for right. them and God bless them, right? Forget that. Right. But they FHSAA or whoever it is, 
wants to see Florida, I'm, I'm guessing, wants to see Florida wrestling become a powerhouse in, in, in our country. And how can, how can you, by only, only wrestling the same teams and the same people in your state, how can you, by not going out of state and, and showing the country what we have or competing with people on a different level? So, so I guess what, what they're trying to say is uh, the importance of traveling out of the state, it does, it, how important is it for our public schools, our private schools, our charter schools that have wrestling programs to be able to compete in other states? I think it's very important. Did I, mean, I say that right? I kind of yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I think it's super important. No, listen, like you said, take away, take like Highland out of it. You know, I mean, what they're doing, that's because of the machine that Mike built over there. And, uh, you know, which is why they're in a position to do what they're, they're, they're headed towards. Um, but if, if you're like Gibson, you're Jesuit, you're Palmetto Ridge, you're South Dade, you know, we've seen them up at Ironman, you know, and you, you're turning out kids. We just want, you just want that opportunity to go, you know, we want that opportunity. Um, and, and part of it, I think too, you know, you have some that think it's an advantage, right? You have some, some people, and listen, we have a lot of great people in our sport and, and in our state, but we also have some people that, hey, they want to grow Florida wrestling, but they kind of only want to grow it on their terms as well. And, uh, and, and, and how do you build, I mean, how do you build great relationships throughout the sport if you're, if you're, I mean, like how, how, I mean, you're friends with all your local guys already. How, I mean, how much closer can you possibly get? It's tough. I mean, listen, outside of a couple here, I, I mean, we're, I always say I'm very fortunate that I've, um, I've done my best to, to learn from people who have forgotten more wrestling than I'll ever know. And so there's a reason why we go and we work out with Lake Gibson. You know, we go over there and we work out, you know, Danny Walker, tell you, I mean, he's, I've known him since I wrestled, you know, so he's a, he's a guy that I'm friends with and I've learned a lot from. And, and so we go there and we practice, you know, there's a reason why, you know, I have Kevin Nordstrom come in my room and there's a reason why Jim Bird said, you know, we used to have the Heinz brothers in our room a lot, you know, Malik and, and, and Jacobs and, and little Adias as well. I mean, it's, it's always been important for us to, to make sure, you know, that we're, we're just maximizing what we have around us to the best of our ability. And if, if I could give advice to whether it's a brand new coach coming in or someone, you know, who, who's been around the block, it doesn't matter. Listen, do your best to, to use your resources. I mean, if we're all trying to grow Florida wrestling, right. Then, you know, why, why not, you know, reach out to, to the, to the people. I mean, I'm not telling you, you know, don't drive. So Right, but can this can this happen? Let me be let me be like that guy, right? Since I'm doing a show, right? I might as well ask these questions, right? So so what happens here? And I don't know if there's rules to this. You'll know because not only are you a high school coach in Florida, you're also a club coach in Florida. So there's two different sets of requirements and rules. I'm sure USA Wrestling, AAU, and everything yep. else. So what keeps me? Let's say I'm a I'm the Tampa Prep coach. Mm -hmm. And I am the Tampa Brawlers coach. Mm -hmm. So what keeps me from having a uh, in-season club team and having an in-season high school team? 
and my in-season club team now travels out of the state and and wrestles those tournaments and my when we come home they're back into my in-season yeah it's crazy right but this has to be thought of yeah the only thing is is, is if it's during the high school season you can't you know because you have to be associated to your high school right so i couldn't i couldn't take you know say brawlers club and take them to iron man right i, I like i couldn't take a, a squad like that there um but your assistant coach could right not see what it, no no okay so yeah, your no. club, clubs cannot do it period during right. season you have to be only with your team. You cannot take a club and go. Correct. Outside. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. So like if, if we're in December and Ironman's going on or knockouts going on, right? Like if, if say, you know, if say we weren't going, if Tampa Prep wasn't going to iron or to uh, knockout, the kid couldn't join CFWA and go to go to knockout, you know, because you just can't do it. You have to you have to be tied to your high school during your high school season. Okay, which yeah makes sense. But I, I'm just thinking like a guy. It's like okay, well yeah, no. It, instead look, of having a point. high school team now, we'll just all create clubs like these Listen, colleges have done, and we'll go travel. Yeah, if, if if they ever did something like, hey, you can go and wrestle on a task or something like that, maybe that that happens. But I, I there'd be so many. I mean, you're you're probably opening up a box of worms that uh, you know probably no one wants to handle. We're already getting, you know, you have people getting upset, you know, because one team to travel out and the other team can't, you know. And what well, a lot of people don't know is, you know, even at Tampa Prep, it took us fighting for three years with our administration to start going out of state during the high school season, you know, so it's not like, Oh, you guys are a prep school. You could do what you want. No, we had to fight for it. You know, we were willing to, we were willing to work for it. We were willing to, you know, pose the questions to our administration every single day. And what, and what keeps other prep schools like you from, from not doing what Lake Highland's doing? I, I mean, it, sometimes, you know, um, we've, years ago when we had a we had a pretty good team um this was anthony arlona's ninth grade year we brought up the idea to our administration and they you have to get you have to get your administration on board with it first you know that's that's the big thing um but you also got to be smart too i mean for for some schools you know that there's not a like there's not a huge, like with some schools, if you only got like one kid, you, you know, a lot of people, a lot of these 1A schools, right? Everyone's like, well, all the, all the private schools need to be in their own division. Could you imagine that? Like, I mean, some of these schools only have like one kid, like, it, so there's no advantage for them going to nat, Natty Preps where Lake Highland's gone. You know what I'm saying? And so right. uh, it, it takes years the work you know uh you, ha you have to be able to do it you have to have a lot of buy-in from a lot of other people outside of wrestling you know i mean and, and palazzo's done a great job of of, of building a, a great structure there you know and those guys so he's kind of so he's earned the right yeah you know and hopefully what i hope you know my little post yesterday was kind of listen it, it's not it's not bad for florida wrestling that we have a you know a nationally ranked team you know, that has a chance to, to win Natty Preps would be huge for Florida wrestling. If they, if they win Natty Preps, that's going to be a big deal. Um, but, you know, I, you know, just being a, a slightly selfish person a, a little bit, I just, I also feel like 
hey, you know, we, we're not New Jersey or PA where we have, you know, 10 teams in the top 50, you know? So if you lose Blair to Natty Prep, you got all these other teams in Jersey that are pretty damn good. We, you know, we don't have, we have, a, a, you know, some teams that are on the rise. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I just felt like, I don't like, ask anyone, you know, I, I don't like, I didn't like losing kids to Blair, you know, Tampa Prep, we've lost kids to Blair. Um, you know, I don't like our, our state losing good kids. And we just lost a, you know, a great team. So that's kind of just kind of from a selfish. Uh, do you, do you think that though, on the other hand, we've had a lot of Florida kids say, well, the only way I'm going to get to these big colleges is I got to go to a prep school right now. Is it, is it the argument? Like if, if Florida had a division one NCAA college, we'd keep these kids in state. Well, if Florida had a, a prep school like this, that was going to leaving to Blair and seminary and all yeah. that. Can we keep them in the state now? Listen, I mean, as I, I'm just, is it a possible? Yeah, no. Question? Yeah, no. They're not, I guess going, they're not going to Blair to get, I mean, they're going to Blair because they get the national prep. They get the national um, spotlight. They get the big colleges. They get the big tournaments, right? Right. right. So no, if you do that now with a Florida school, why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, listen, I mean, it's a, it's a fair argument. I also think that, um, listen, us along with South Dade and, you know, tons of other schools, they've, they've, they're turning out, we're, we're turning out D1 guys regardless, you know? So, I mean, I, you know, I, me and- You don't uh, want to lose, you don't want to lose a Tampa prep kid to anyone, let alone- Yeah, it doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter who it is. Listen, I, I you know, I, I love Danny how Walker. Do kids? Like, do you think we would have kept McGowan? Do you think- I, I don't know. Listen, every Julian Ramirez would have stayed. Do you think? Here's what I'll say is, is every situation is different. You know, we lost when we lost the kid to Blair. I mean, hell, I love, I was about to say, I love Danny Walker. When we lost Ashton to Lake Gibson, I wasn't particularly happy about it. You know, <laughs> so, but his situation was different. There's some things going on, you know, that it was just different, but it didn't change anything. You know, it didn't change mine and Ashton's relationship and it didn't change mine and Walker's. Um, I think every situation is different yet, yeah, you know, with, you know, if, if, if I, I say there's, there's a lot of schools, public or prep schools, private schools in the state of Florida that are doing a lot of the right thing. And they're doing a lot of the right things and kids are getting exposure to where, you know, like, you know, I'll just use them because they're, they're public school, like Lake Gibson and South Dade, you know, they're not ever going to be, they're not going to national prep, you know, so it's not going to change anything. Those guys are still going to do what they're, they've been doing for the last 20 years. They're still going to turn out D1 guys. And so wrestling's simple. And I think me and Kevin Nordstrom and me and Brandon Scott were talking about wrestling's simple. You work hard, you do the right things. You're at a place that is fostering your growth as a wrestler and as a person. You're going to get everything you want to get. You know, if you want to go Ivy League, you can go Ivy League. If you, if you want to go wrestle at Iowa, like, you know, some of these South Dade kids are doing, you're going to go wrestle at Iowa, you know? And so it wrestling's simple. A lot of people make it a lot harder than what it is. And you know, the, the work is what matters, you know, and if you're doing the work and you're with coaches that are doing the work, um, you know, we, we take a lot, you know, we wrestle year round. So we, we take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, we're going to go to Ironman. We're going to go to super 32. We're going to go to all this. We're going to go to Fargo. We're going to do everything to, 
to put you on the stage to be successful. And if you have people that are doing that, then, you know, you don't have to, but what I will say is, you know, maybe Lake Highland opens the doors for, for other prep schools in Florida to where, Hey, if we do things the right way, we build it the right way. We can go do that too, because it, it, it is a great experience. You know, I'm not. Well, and that's what, I, doesn't that keep the kids? What's the, you, you look at these forums and it's always an argument, you know, right? You, yeah. And you, you never, I think the one thing I've learned from being on the, on this show with wrestling people is that those are not the people that hate. Those are not the people that have hard feelings. Those are not the people that, you know, like you hear things about when you're great, when you're the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Patriots, people hate you, right? They want to say that you're doing things a certain way. We've heard that about certain schools. But you know what? I've never heard that from a single coach that I've had on here. I've never heard, and as you and I did, we usually talk for 10 or 15 minutes prior to coming on here because there's things that people don't need to hear publicly. We, I like to ask some questions that I have personally. And I, and I talk and ask them and love it. They love the competition. They love the people over there. They take advantage of different schools. They go to different coaches. It's a community. I think it's the, and I'm sorry, everybody out there that's going to think I'm an asshole right now, but it's parents. Hey man, welcome to the club. <laughs> it's, it's parents that are like, oh, my kid can't win because, because they're, they're getting this kid or my kid can't do that. And, and they're making a big deal over nothing when all the same kids Every kid in every area has the opportunity to wrestle with every kid in every area because there's clubs. So if you're worried about your kid not having the opportunity to be coached or wrestled by certain guys, put them in their clubs and you're going to get the experience that they get. You don't have to be at Tampa Prep. You don't have to be at Lake Highland Prep. You don't have to be at Jesuit. You don't have to be there. You can still experience what they have to offer. My son wrestles at the first academy. It's a young school, a young program. They've got two very experienced coaches in Rose and Wheel Dryer. Wheel Dryer was wrestled collegiately. Rose has been in wrestling since 1972. He coached a high school in Pennsylvania that just put him in the Hall of Fame. We only have eight or 10 kids on it, but you know what? My son does private lessons with Coach Donnie over at CFWA during the season. I still get him that one day in the room so that he can have the ability to be around somebody else also. So it's really that, that parent community that is just fucking haters. I'm sorry out there, Listen, fucking haters. Hey, and it's not, it's not parents too. There, there's coaches out there like that as well that they're, they're terrified, terrified of their kid going and training somewhere else for, you know, one night a week. I mean, the biggest thing we do is, is listen, you know, I'm, I'm a volunteer assistant at Tampa Prep. And, and the reason it being is so I can do the club stuff that I want to do. And, you know, I, you know, we don't charge kids either. And, and that's the thing too, is, um, you know, my, my goal is just to, just to help kids who want, who want to work. If you want to work and, and you can't find it, you know, we'll work with you. You know, I, whether I have 10 kids, a hundred kids or, or one kid, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me. And, uh, but there, there's some that like, you know, they're, they're so, I always say whether it's parents or, or kids or, or 
or coaches or, or even kids to a degree uh, so worried about everything else. Just worry about you, you know, worry, worry about what I'm you a, get. I'm a parent. You get emotional. I scream and yell at my son sometimes, or I'm, I'm watching a match and I get a little over exerted. Right. But, but never once am I going, never once am I like that fucking Tampa prep guy, Jake Campbell, he's buying his way to the top, you know, like, so go put your kid there. Go, go wrestle with the brawlers. You'll get all the Jake Campbell you want. We'll charge you a dime for it. Call him up. <laughs> Call up Jake Campbell. Call up Connor Beebe. Call up yeah. Olsen over at Strawberry Crest. Call up Walker. Call up Basile. They will all, yeah. I've spoke to all of them. They will all welcome you in. Go see Palazzo. Go see um, Donnie. Go see Scott. They'll all welcome you. Go see Travis Cleary. They'll all welcome you. Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, the, the thing a lot of those guys all have in common, um, they're all successful too. You know, they're successful at what they're doing. And it's because, I mean, not only do they have great, they have great staff, they have, but they generally love wrestling. I mean, and the thing that we've always done, you know, and, and that's the thing too, it's this, this short-sightedness, you know, and, and it's something that we've never really, we just don't worry about. You know, I've had many people, oh, why do you have, you know, Connor Beebe showing technique in your room. Don't you think that'll take away from you guys? Uh, no, you know, that's going to help our guys. And it's also going to, he's going to show it a different way. That's why I've had Kevin North. And but this is why I fell in love with wrestling over the last two or three seasons, because I have never been involved in a community. Yes. Is there the 2% of the arrogant, selfish, asshole people? Okay. But for the most part, and I know I'm going to get lit up, but I don't give a shit. This community is so awesome. No matter what head club coach you talk to, they will tell you, please bring your team here. Please yeah. bring your coaches here. Please tell us other platforms that we can get on to make our kids better. Please help us. I have not talked to a single person from, I've had you on, I've had Duck, I've had, I speak to, I've spoke to Palazzo on the phone. I've had the top coaches in our state on, I haven't gotten Bomba yet, but I've had a lot of great coaches and not a single one of them have said to me, no, I don't want your kid in my room. No, I don't want to help these kids get better. It's not even that, man. I mean, you know, we, we just, it just doesn't matter. I mean, these are like, dude, we'll, we'll, we've trained with, I mean, I've had kids train in our club that, you know, and uh, Charbonneau and uh, can, can probably attest to this, Right. So we had kids training in our club and and his son was one of them. And we had uh, Jacob Conrad as well. And I go, listen, there, you know, there's a little bit just a slight hesitance of working out together. I go, you guys are going to meet in the state finals next week. So who cares? Let's just make sure we get there. And then you guys listen, it, it is it is what it is. And it ended up being like a double overtime one one two one match or something like that but like it was something i was just like who cares man let's just at the time i was like you you both have have goals of wrestling in college and things like that and jacob you know was at gardner webb this past year and i was just like listen let's just get better and if if you guys happen to wrestle each other in the state finals then you did your job you know and, and made the best man win you know don't don't not wrestle each other and and the credit to them they had a great workout in that night, you know, so it's like, it, it, you can't worry about that stuff. I mean, 
listen, thing, things are going to work out the way they're going to work out, you know, and if, uh, if you're constantly looking over your shoulder or worried about things that shouldn't matter, just, just worry about you, worry about one of the best things I ever learned as a, as a young coach, I used to go over the caveman a little bit and coach Joyce used to say this to, to the little kids, you know, just, just be your best, whatever your best is, just be it, you know, and it's something that I've, I've always kind of leaned on, um, you know, and I tell kids that I stole it from them. So if he's listening, you know, I stole that from you. And, uh, and, you know, and, I, and that's why I tell our guys, just be the best version of you, you can be, and you know what, and, and let's just, let's just see what happens. You know, if, if your best, you know, kids are built differently, athletic, stuff like that. If, if your best is just making it to state, then let's, let's do it. You know, and if, if your best is being a three or four time state champ, then let's do it. Let's, let's give ourselves the best shot to do that stuff. And I mean, I, yeah, and, I can't, um, I can't believe it. Sometimes you, you've been at the state room. I mean, I, the first year I ever went to States was Daniel at the end of his seventh grade. And we went to the final day and I swear, I thought a rumble was going to start in the stands like people were just insane and i was like wow i can't believe this is going on don't they're, be that parent <laughs> yeah stuff at the ref they're running up the stairs yelling yeah. at the ref and i'm like wow I, this is incredible i mean yeah have i i mean we all see calls against our kids that you think maybe shouldn't have happened or could have went a different way but the milk is spilled like i can't put it back in the cup it's done and like you can't make a call. If we went back and we looked at every match last year and every match that had a bad call, we called everybody back to the mat. I mean, shit, what are we doing? Yeah, listen, I mean, I tell you what, I mean, some of, uh, I know some of the kids I've coached over the years, some of the best things that have happened to us. Yeah, you, listen, I'm, I'm competitive. You know, I, I very rarely find silver linings and, and losing. <laughs> so You've had uh, calls go your way, right? I've had calls go our way. I've had calls not go our way. And, and, and the, all you can do is, is learn and move on. You know, I mean, when we had, we had Anthony Ardalona and when he didn't win the state title his sophomore, he won as an eighth grader, ninth grader. And, you know, everyone, you know, and I told him, I go, you know, he lost to Jake Brindley, who, go figure they're both in EIWA one's at Cornell one's at Penn now, you know? So it's like when you, you, you go back and you look at it, it's not that, not that big a deal, but you know, I did think a call should have been called and it is what it is. And, you know, we, we let it beat us up for about a week, you know? And I said, listen, man, let's go get what we need to get, you know, and, and, let, and let's learn from it and let's just get a lot better. And then, and then from there, you know, we went on to, you know, win Fargo again and then, goes through Wentz States and then wins in HSCAs and then wins Fargo again after that, you know? And so it was like the best thing because it, 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 it made us better coaches because we had to look at what we were doing and we're like, Hey, you know, we have this kid who's obviously very elite and, you know, it wasn't enough. So let's figure out ways to get better and get better in a hurry. You know? well, and also um, one of the things I'm doing is I, I got with Cipriano and I started this Ask the Ref thing on Fridays. So you probably saw him last week on, and we, we yeah. talked. I and, like that bum. I like that bum over <laughs> And we're going to continue to do that. And I think, I think it can help a lot. Like right now, there's not much out there, right? So we're not going to get 
too much friction. Um, but like I had a, I had a video from Daniel's regional match. And um, when I came off the mat, there were some coaches around that said, hey, that call should have went this way or that way, right? And if it went the way that everybody told me it should have went, um, Daniel would have won and it wouldn't have gone to overtime instead of lost, right? Well, then it went into overtime, whatever. He lost in overtime. But because I got to meet Cipriano, I was like, hey, I don't understand what people were telling me. Can I send you the, the match? And I sent him the match and he said, no, the right call was made. He shouldn't have gotten it. And I said, can you explain to me why? Because everybody's telling me that he should have, right? Right. Said, well, there wasn't a two count. He didn't have him in a... So what they said is that Daniel turned, Daniel got out, turned, got three, which tied the match. Then he had like, uh, when you have your, your leg around the leg and your leg around the arm and they thought he had back, he should have got back points too. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess he didn't have it for long enough, according to Sips, before the bell rang. And that's why the ref didn't give him those two. If he would have got those two, he would have won the match, right? So I'm like, okay, great. What does all that mean, right? So I'm learning, right? So I, I sent the video to him and, and he broke it down for me and spoke to me about it. So, uh, and I learned, and then I went on to, as a parent now, getting to talk to these people, um, I went on to, and is it NFHS? NFHS? Uh, NFS, yeah, yeah, NFHS, yeah. They are offering the officiating, offering, officiating yeah. course for free right now, right? Right. So I went on there and I did it. I took the course and I learned so much. And I don't want to be a ref. I have no desire to be a ref ever in my life. However, taking Cipriano's advice that parents should get smarter on the rules and it will make, make life easier for the parent and for the refs. Um, I did it and, and it was pretty cool. I learned some cool hand signals. I learned, no, I know the basics from watching my son. I know the basics, but, but I got to understand more things. Like, I don't know why my son got called for stalling three times when he was setting up. And then I learned by watching this video that your foot can't break the plane of the back foot and your other knee has to be off the back or however. And I was like, oh, well, shit, I didn't know that. I just looked like he looked like everyone else looked when they were getting down on the floor. But what the ref looks for, the ref looks for those things. So, yeah, listen, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, Sip could probably tell you, I ask him questions at the state tournament. I, anytime he's around, um, you know, Wilward Johnson, I've shot him text, you know, want the a better understanding uh, of, of how, not even how, it's not just a rule, but how it's going to be implied as well, you know, and uh, if you're not doing that, you're wrong, you know, and I mean, I, 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 Steve Worth is another great ref that I've used as a, as a resource as well. Joe, yeah, Joe I just want to create something where people can send me a, send me a match. You know that yeah. every Friday, right now we're, we're, we're not in season or we're not in wrestling at all. So Sips can come on on Friday. Once wrestling starts, he's going to let me know what day yep. uh, to change it to. And I don't typically do these on the weekend. However, if it's a Saturday after, after a tournament or whatever, I don't have a problem. But I want people in the room to be able to say, man, I'm pissed about that, that caller. That, I'm mad. That mess shouldn't have happened that way. Send us the video. I can share my screen with Sips. I can play the video live with him. Um, a few things. Sometimes he's not going to agree with you as the parent. 
or the coach or the coach and sometimes <laughs> he's going to make the ref that made the bad call better but sometimes the ref made the right call and yeah. so we're going to be able to see that uh i just think people will get smarter i mean i know that people are hard listen yeah, i don't not, care what anyone says <laughs> me it shouldn't have been that way okay well listen he he explained stuff really well i mean he could probably tell you the story it was a couple years ago he called like fleeing the mat on one of our guys or something and uh and I was, and I argued, you know, I, I argued, uh, at the time. And, uh, and then later he, cause he and I have a great relationship. <laughs> he comes up to me. He's like, Jake, I just want to explain, you know, I know you're here. I go, nah, man, you're right. I was just trying to see if I can win the call. You know? <laughs> I, was like, all, I was like, you don't have to explain anything to me. I was like, you're, we're all good. I was just like, I got to fight for my kid. You know, it was, a, it was a one point match. And I was just like, I, I just have to fight for my kid. He's like, Oh, all right. I was like, all right. What okay. <laughs> somebody said last week? Tell the story about when you called locked hands on the kid with no arm. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't call locked hands. He grabbed his nub <laughs> around the neck and he locked in a thing. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't locked hands. It was funny, man. Now, anyway, I, so. Listen, I'm interested in, in seeing some of that stuff too. Now he, he's good. It'll, it'll help educate. And listen, I've, I tell people all the time, you know, you, you got to educate yourself on the sport, whether it, if it's a, a parent, a coach, you know, it's okay not knowing, like it's okay not knowing. It's not okay not doing anything about it or like not trying to educate yourself. I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not comfortable, you know, coaching Greco. So I bring in Ross Bruno to do all the Greco for us. You know, I, like Kevin Orchard's got the nastiest knee pull on the planet. I bring him in the show it you know Connor Beebe's amazing you know and the same thing with wrestling as well you know Kevin said Kevin learned. said the kids Kevin said the kids are challenging him and they're not liking what happens he still has it oh yeah now now here's a he could tell you too right so so we've we've been pretty fortunate um you know especially over the last couple of years like our Tampa Prepper you know it's kind of become a little hub for all the college kids coming home right they come home and so I shoot Kevin a text and I shoot Connor Beebe a text, you know, and I'm like, Hey, Anthony's home or Keyshawn Clark's home. And, you know, these guys are in prime shape, you know, they're not drinking. They're not, you know, these guys are getting ready. And th in this case, they're getting ready for Midland. And so we, you know, I set, you know, Kevin and, uh, and Artelona up uh, this year and uh, Kevin finishes. He goes, I don't know how many more of those I got in me with him. You know, it's kind of getting <laughs> to that point. I go, welcome to the club, man. I go, I did that with him for five and a half, six years. I was like, yeah, which know, blows and, my mind though. How about two of the five, five timers come from the same house? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, those guys are great, man. I mean, Kevin, I come on. I sent Kyle a link. So I'm going to have him on. Yeah. Listen, I'm, even though I, I hung out, I was talking to Kevin last night, but he and I hung out last week and I think he's coming over for the fight on Saturday. And uh, I was telling, you know, he and I become really good friends just because, you know, I, we both have an open mind towards the sport of wrestling. I mean, I listened to all of his podcasts with you and, you know, he, obviously he's talking about, you know, life outside of the sport, you know, and uh, which I think is super important as well. And it's one of the things, you know, you don't want to be, that's why I tell, tell our guys. Yeah, you know, and I, I think he had to come on and, um, I, and I'm, I'm excited. I hope he comes on with his brother. Cause I think he needs to talk a little bit more. Um, 
about his passion for wrestling, if you're listening, Kevin, because he never once, and I tried to reiterate that, and I kept saying that in the, in the interview, he never once, guys, said that he's against wrestling. He never once said that don't wrestle. He never once said don't have goals to be an Olympic champ. All he said was understand that you have to have another track when you get into college. Yeah. To work it as well because um, things can go south quick. And if you don't have that, uh, you're going to be in trouble. But listen, you, you, yeah, you got to have a plan, man. And, and that guy, I mean, he and I talk, you know, whether it's life, houses, whatever the case may be. I mean, that's, that's a planning guy right there. So now he, I'm going to uh, hit you with the. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to keep going, right? Yeah, man, I, it's 5.04. I, I want to stay talking to you. I know I've got, I've, I've accepted one at 5.30 with Pat because he. Um, the, the Lizard King. Yeah, he messaged me yesterday and he had an emergency, so he couldn't come on. And um, I messaged him back and I think it'll be pretty cool having him on. Um, but I do kind of like want to go get like a glass of water or something before. He yeah, comes go for it, man. Get water. Love, let's do this again, Jake, man, for sure. Okay. And um, another thing is when this is all said and done, I'm going to go down to St. Pete to see my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And they have a brewery down there, St. Pete Brewing. Oh, I've say, been there, man. I like their orange wheat. I've been there. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Hell all right. Yeah. I usually have their hat on. Uh, and yet, find me, it. me and Kevin will meet you there, and and BB, and we'll and we'll we'll grab some beers. Yeah, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna hit all you guys up <laughs> once we get out on the other side. And uh, and cool, man. Well, so listen, you're down by three. It's the third period. You have choice: top, bottom, or neutral. I'm a top guy, man. You know, I mean, we're known for, for our tilts at Tampa Prep, man. So I, I'm a top guy. Let's let's get on top and let's work. Folk or free? I like to coach folk. I like to I like to watch freestyle. Is that me? You know, <laughs> headgear or no headgear? No headgear. Uh, there's one day available for you to train. Do you go to a rumble or a clinic? Honestly, I probably try. I try to find a small group, small group of good wrestling. You know, like if, if I can get a one on one in right before a tournament or something like that. Like I'd a little, that. like a baby rumble, right? Yeah. Who wins the rematch, Loudon or Brian? Oh shoot, man! For sure. <laughs> um, which title holds more prestige, the thirty-two or the Fargo? Oh, man. Listen, I'm a little biased because we haven't won a thir Super 32 title with anyone, but I had, you know, we've had Anthony win four Fargo titles. But here's what I'll say real quick on it is I feel like Fargo is more of a grind because it's, you're, you're in Fargo, North Dakota for like nine days. So I just think the, the mental of getting up over and over and over and over again, um, it, it, it's tough to do. And you're Fargo, North Dakota. I think they, they Augustine said, they Augustino was on before you, and he said that if, you're, if, if your goal is the Olympics, then go to Fargo. If you're, if, you're, if you're not, if that's not your goal, then go to Super 32. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're both meat grinders, man. They're, <laughs> they're both yeah. meat grinders, so. Um, Pat Ortiz, Jake the Snake. Hey, Pat, man, everybody keeps asking you to come on and bring them Heinz boys, bring a dais, and oh, you still have to come on, man. Hit me up, Pat. Pat's uh, my dude, man. I love that guy. Love that guy. Hey, he's a Miami fan, too. We're you guys, man. Oh, yeah, you saw my tattoo, right? 
No, I've seen you. That's an awesome tattoo. I like that. It's, uh, it's with the gator with Albert. Oh, I like oh, that, he, man. He's smashing the gator's neck. Oh, oh, is that the spear in his hand too? Yep, chopping. I it. like that, man. <laughs> I like that. I like. Come that. on, Pat. So, um, what's more dominant? This is for Steve Hall. His question: What's more dominant, pin or tech? Listen, I mean, if you tech somebody, I, I'm a, I'm a tech or a tech pin. Do them both. Why not, right? <laughs> Steve Hall is going to message, Tat, love the you, <laughs> Pat. Uh, all right, Chick-fil-A or Popeyes? Uh, Chick-fil-A, God's chicken, man, for sure. God's chicken. Nuggets or tenders? Uh, from Chick-fil-A, nuggets all day, twice on Sunday, if they were. But in there. general, nuggets or tenders? Ah, man, probably nuggets. I guess. Yeah. I don't pu Publix tenders, though? Publix tenders or? Publix anything chicken. Yeah. I wish I could yeah. just have their the skin off their chicken. <laughs> nah, that, man, it takes it takes the guy thing. <laughs> I know. Listen, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right, you know. So, yeah. all right, here's a big one: Whopper or Big Mac? <sighs> I'm not a fan of either, man. I'm just being 100 percent honest. So what are I'm your like, favorite? So, what are your two favorite fast food joints? I'm probably I'm a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich guy, you know. Um, so would you go Chick Fil A chicken sandwich or Wendy's chicken sandwich? Oh, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. I haven't had like a Wendy's or or uh, Burger King in like three or four years, probably. Ah, right, McDonald's fries or Burger King's onion rings? I haven't Let's even had their. On, I haven't even had their <laughs> onion rings. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Uh, waffle fries or McDonald's fries? I'm a big fan of the waffle fries, man. <laughs> big fan. I was, I had, um, did you see Omi yesterday? No, I missed it. I was working. I, I love that guy, man. He can uh, tell I you that. these questions. He's like, I don't eat that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, okay. I got this. Bistec con papa frita or arroz con pollo? He's like, arroz con pollo all day. I'm like, all right, so now we're speaking your language. Right? Yeah. Like, that guy's yeah, super lean it. too. Pat Ortiz says wings or burger? Uh, bur I'm going to go burger, man. I'm a big burger fan. We got this place in Tampa called Burger Culture that is just awesome. Absolutely awesome. Hey, man, thanks for the shout out to the Orange Wheat, man. I love it. I love that you've been there. Yeah, listen. I'm a big, I'm a beer snob, man. I'm a big craft brew guy. So um, I have Tampa Bay, I have Tampa Bay brewing literally a mile from my yeah, house. So my brother-in-law, he graduated from the beer guild of whatever the hell, I, I don't know, some big shit, right? So he's been brewing his whole life. And then when he first moved, when they first moved down here, he was working at Tampa Bay. That's the one in uh, downtown Tampa there in that little area that- Ebor? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. they have two locations. They got one there and then they got one right by me. Yeah. So he was there. And then, then he opened up, he, uh, he met a guy that already had a beer and um, that guy wanted a brewer and it was kind of a match made in heaven. The next thing you know, they're in, but um, yeah, man, next time, next time we come down, I'm hitting all you up. I'll yeah. introduce you to him. You can uh, hang out, talk beer, drink beer with us. We'll have a good time. Yeah, listen, hundred percent down, hundred percent. You know, so it's uh, probably by the time we're we're all done with this, my baby will be born, and then I'll be wanting to get out of the house at some point. Hey, how awesome will that be? We'll all go live there drinking beers. Hey, you know, hey, it could get could get weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much. Keep in touch. I'll text we'll you my cell. Okay. All right, sounds good. I appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for everything you're doing as well. Appreciate you, man.
Hey, right. send me anybody you want on. I'll, I'll get a hold of them. Okay, we'll do. Appreciate it.